0: Welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2019. This will be our 11th year doing the show. And you know what? I want to thank everybody for being with us for either a little bit of that time or all that time. I've always had fun doing this show. I got a little burnt out last year. I'm not going to lie to you. I know towards the end of the year I was complaining a lot about maybe stopping the show this year. But you know, I think we're just going to cut back a little bit Take some weekends off Last year was a challenging year We had a great year on the show An amazing bunch of guests Uh, Listenership grew quite a bit over the course of the year I was very happy about that But, you know, after moving into a new home last year After being in my old house for 25 years Having to rebuild the studio Renovate an entire two-family house From top to bottom every single day My daughter getting married My daughter getting pregnant after she got married It was a hectic year I should have took a few weekends off Just like, you know, not to get burnt out but we kept going week after week with the show but this year i think we are going to take a few weekends off especially around the summertime but we have a lot of great guests lined up especially tonight carlos gutierrez from blade killer i love these guys i don't do top 10 lists anymore because you know i don't want to hurt the feelings of my friends who are on the show and then i'm not so crazy about their records but they are definitely in my top 10 this year What a killer album they put out, and we'll talk to Carlos all about that, as well as a few of the other bands that he's in and a part of. We kick things off tonight with New Jersey's Blessed Death. I don't think we'll ever see a reunion of that band. I was hoping for it for many years, but with the guitar player passing away a couple years back, and for what I understand, a lot of the guys just don't like each other anymore. I don't see it happening, but I love them. That was Into the Oven of the kill or be kill record from back in the day. All right, we're going to kind of do like um maybe like a year in review for 2018. We'll play a lot of songs off the of bands that put out albums last year. I had a lot more lined up, but my laptop, which I do most of the programming for the show on, kind of crashed on me 2 weeks ago. Uh, I spent about a week putting everything together on my new laptop, and uh, my daughter's dog wasn't happy about that, I guess, and he kind of broke the brand new computer. So (laughs) I'm working on redoing everything again on that computer. So it was was a ragtag mission this week, trying to piece together a lot of albums and a lot of songs from 2018, but I think we did a pretty good job of it. Attacker, my boys, they put out a great one last year, Armor of the Gods, here's Frightmare. Like John was just saying in the chat room, you know, this album made a lot of the the best albums list of the year, and I have to say, this album does take me back to the early days, of not the very early days, but at least the era that I got into them around, you know, in the early '80s. Uh, the Firepower record kind of takes me back to that time. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the band in the future. You know, they are doing a second leg uh, for the Firepower tour uh, this year with Deep Purple. Um, you know, Glenn Tipton made random appearances here and there. Uh, during the first phase of the tour. I don't know if he's up to it or physically how he's feeling right now, if he's going to be able to do that again. But if he does and you catch him, you're going to be lucky because if priests do keep this going, which I think that they will, I think Andy is going to step in and take over live guitar for the band. I think Glenn will work behind the scenes writing and recording music as much as he can you know it's a little easy in the studio with what he has because he could do take after take after take until he gets it right and gets the sound the way he wants to until you know the disease really takes it and he can't do it all anymore but who knows what's going to happen so get out there and see them live now you know what they might just decide after this tour to pack it in and say you know we're not going to go anymore i don't see it happening because this album did so well for the band the songs on it were so great I think they're going to come back with another record in a year or two, go out on tour, and then kind of wrap it up around then. I think all of the key members in the band would be in the mid-70s by that point in time, and I think that might be it for them. Let's hope not, but you know what? We're all getting older, and there's only so much we can do. All right, what did we do right before that? New Flotsam and Jetsam before that. Slowly Insane. They put out a solid record last year. They're going to be out on tour. I think it starts uh, this spring. We're going out for quite a bit of time. Check them out when they come to the area. They're always a great live band. And before that, Attacker from Armor of the Gods, Frightmare. My boys and Attacker did it again, and they keep doing it over and over again. There's a story in there, a big story for that band. Whether they ever get to writing it or making one of these documentaries that a lot of the other bands out there are doing today, I've seen bands that at a much smaller level than Attacker putting out you know, documentaries. It would be pretty cool if they do it. I mean, the line of changes that they've gone through, I mean – over, I mean, I don't know if they've really ever had a consistent line of album, album over the years. You know, sort of a key few members. Mike Sabatini, the drummer, is the only original guy left in the band right now. Mike Benitalos has been on guitar for a very long time also. Uh, you know, and Bobby's been there for the last few records. And I think one of the great things about Bobby on vocals is bands, band, besides bringing his own sound and style to the newer songs, Bobby does a great job of recreating the past singers and Attacker and like the way they sounded on their songs, you know, Bob Mitchell, John Leone, he recreates that vibe you know, as well as adding his own with Bobby's truly one of the last great metal singers out there whose voice is like still perfect on stage, just the way it is on record. And I hope these guys keep putting out killer record after record after record. They just keep getting better and better. And one thing I can say about Attack is like, no matter what happened with that band, what lineup changes, different singers coming in, they never went, they never took a step back. Like they never reverse. They never went far off the track. Each album got better than the one before it. They always put out killer music and you know what? That says something to what they've been doing all these years. All right, next up, how about some Leather Bitch? We had them on the show last year. We had Joel on the show, the singer. Uh, they were sort of in this area, in the Philadelphia area a few months back. I want to say around September, October, they played some festival over there. I couldn't make it. I mean, Philadelphia's not that far from me. It's maybe 90 minutes or two hours away, uh, but it's kind of hard to do that on, on, on a weeknight when I have work, especially when it gets closer towards the end of the year and you really don't want to waste those few <laughs> vacation days left traveling. Hopefully, they'll make it here to the New York area. Clovenhoof also was out on tour last year here in America. They played and feel they couldn't make it, but they're coming back this May. I'm actually going to be in the New York City area, so I'm looking forward to hooking up with Lee, whose mother just passed away, so my condolences to uh, to Lee Payne from Clovenhoff. But they will be back in America in May. Uh, I'm actually going to be in Florida when they get to the New York area, so I'm hoping that I'm back <laughs> before they actually uh, do this show here or they play before I leave. All right, but we're talking about Leather Bitch right now. Killer band out of Los Angeles. These guys bring everything that's great about the 80s and to this decade they sound amazing. I know they're working on new music. They should have a new record out this year. We'll get them back on the show. Here's Streetwise.
1: Ready? Yes.
0: Coming back after six years, I mean, she's never really gone anywhere. She's always out there performing live and doing little recordings here and there, but her first studio record is Raise Your Fist back in 2012, and she gave us a double album with Forever Warriors, Forever United. I think Dora was on the show about four or five times last year. Every time she does something, she likes to go out and do interviews and promote it. Sometimes it can be a bit too much, but how can you not talk to Dora? She was the sweetest person in the whole entire world. And what did we play right before that? I don't even remember. Oh, Udo, uh, Blood on Fire, Steel Factory, probably in my top 10 this year. Uh, Udo has always put out good records since the Animal House, since Adam House first came out his first solo record as Udio. Uh, I tell you, I don't know what happened between Peter and Wolf. I don't know if it was a personal thing that Peter left the band for, or maybe he's just tired of. know to grind I mean 40 years of being out on the road touring It's not like they're playing Madison Square Garden or the Coliseum they're doing clubs and you know small venues it could really be draining so he might have just got tired of the whole life and you know, left music for that reason. If it was personal, I don't know. But I tell you, if he joined up with Udo and Udio, or maybe if Udo did Dirk Schneider again, or if he's going to continue to do Dirk Schneider, and maybe he could pick up like just one more member, like Stefan Kaufman, uh, they would be more accept than accept this. Because right now it's only Wolf and accept. He's the last remaining original member. Granted, one of the key members outside of Udo in the band, but. You know, if Udo could pick up one or two of the old members of Except, I mean, his son is playing drums for him now, so, you know, that's the, he's not getting rid of his son, and his son's not going to leave the band unless he was off for something, you know, bigger, you know, with another band, I can see him taking off, but Udo's not getting rid of his son in the band, so if he could pick up, you know, Peter and maybe Stefan on guitar, even Herman Frank, even though Herman Frank has been doing a solo thing for a couple of years, and he actually has a new record coming out next month. Udo just needs one one more <laughs> accept member from back in the early days that he'd be more accept than a acceptor. I'll have to see what happens with that. All right, next up, Saxon. The band celebrates 40 years this year. Uh, they plan a big tour. They're going to be out all over the place. I've seen some dates uh, announced already here uh, in the U.S., but I- I'm not going to lie to you. I mean... The last couple of Saxon records, I just haven't been able to get into them. I I feel like they kind of earned the right not to be criticized or have anything bad said about them because they've been doing it for so long. They've put out so many great records over the years. Even in the middle of the road years when, you know, metal was kind of out of favor, they were still putting out pretty good records. You know, some records that were actually better than the late 80s records they were putting out, in my opinion. But I want to say maybe... Around a call to arms and with sacrifice and and battering ram, and now with Thunderbolt. There's just something missing, in my opinion. I mean, I love Saxon, don't get me wrong, but there's just something missing sound wise to the band. They've kind of lost that classic sound. It's just not there, in my opinion, but you got to give them respect. They are Saxon. Off Thunderbolt, here's the secret of flight. We're going to come back to leather in a minute uh, Wait a minute, I, I stopped it Because Carlos had called in Hopefully he'll call right back And we'll uh, get this interview going So we'll just hang on a couple of seconds We'll wait, see if he calls back in oh, Yeah, we'll hold off on leather We'll play leather again right after this We'll wait, Carlos should be calling back in any minute now And we'll talk, we'll get this interview going matter of fact, here he is right now Carlos, this is Mike You're on the air, how are you? Hey, what's up Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm good. Tired, tired, but but good. Well, you know, you were traveling all over the place last month with the uh, with Excel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: was. I, yeah, I just got back on Wednesday from Japan, and uh, right now, and we had a show last night. So I'm a little. I'm pretty sore, jet lagged, like. <laughs> but it's uh, uh, it's all good. Well,
0: you know what? We'll be gentle on you today. We'll keep it quick, and we'll let you go back and rest.
2: Cool, cool. No worries.
0: <laughs> hey, listen. You know, Blake Killer. You know, a lot of people think it's a brand new band. The band's actually been around for about six or seven years now. This is the first full-length record. I have to tell you, it hit my top ten from last year. I mean, you guys just did an amazing job on this. The sound you created is just out there.
2: Yeah, um, it's been a long time coming. We've been we wrote the album a couple years ago, and we've we've been working on this album for for a good couple years, man. And uh, it was finally about time to be able to put it out and luckily it came out the way it did because uh, we took our time and it sounds I think it sounds good
0: yeah it really does I mean you had the EP out in 2014 so I guess you really started working on this not long after that but it did like it says it did take a couple of years is that something that concerns the band when you have to spend that much time putting it together is it a matter of perfection or working out kinks or just just the whole business in general of trying to put out a record today
2: well, it it had a lot of setbacks. We had we had some lineup issues in the beginning with drummer drummer issues. Um, it took a long time because I we our drummer that we had um, left the band a week before that we were gonna go into recording. So I played the drums, but at that time I haven't been played the drums in a while. So I did you know did the songs in a week went into the recording studio and it wasn't anything that we liked so we got the drummer back in the band he recorded it but he had to record it two times and it was just you know it was just the it was just the process that we were put into and we just went with the process and and uh yeah that's that's how long it ended up taking which sucks
0: but sometimes uh, a lot of things get in the way yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a crazy business, and it seems like musicians and people just aren't as dedicated today as they used to be. Uh, for one reason or another, you know, every band has their issues where members don't get along, but it just seems like people don't want to dedicate or put the time into what it takes to be in a band.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I've done it before for a long time. You know, I've been on the road and done things, and sometimes it gets exhausting and tiring, and you're dealing with different people in the business, and and we took a long break, and this is something that I want to, like, you know, take my time on, have fun with it, not to do overdo it. Like, I just want to have fun with it, and that's how it's been, and I hope we keep it going like that.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, a lot of people say it's like an old-school record. It's got that great 80s vibe to it. But I think it's way more than that. I mean, it's like they're talking about this new wave of traditional metal, which I guess you're a part of, or uh, people consider you to be a part of that. I mean, what do you consider the band to be? I mean, you know, there's definitely modern elements in what you do. I know people take that as a bad word sometimes, but it's really not. And there's that classic, you know, metal sound. You have a great combination of both put together.
2: Well, I mean, everybody puts their label on it. I just like to call it heavy metal, you know, it's just straight heavy yep. metal. So, uh, so yeah, that's what, that's what I say. It is heavy, heavy metal.
0: Yep. How's the scene in Los Angeles today? Is it a difficult scene to get involved in if you're a new up and coming band or is it kind of like your boys club still? It, no, it can be, it could be, it could be tough.
2: Um, but you know, I've, I've been, a, I've been here for a while and luckily I have a lot of friends and, People who support, support, you know, and we're, as, we're all friends. So, you know, people support and people sh- show up and, you know, that's how word gets around. And you just got to just, you know, you just got to start playing shows and that's it. And just get involved. Yeah. Everybody's friendly. Little... Everybody, everybody, you know, everybody says things, but everybody's friendly and everybody's cool and everybody puts in their part.
0: You know, in the end that's all that matters. you know, do you feel that it's still all about playing live? Is that where you win over fans? Is that where you get the name of the band out there? Because you have social media today, you can put up a page and click a button. But do you feel like, you know, the way to get fans today is actually just keep going out there and playing show after show?
2: Definitely. I mean maybe, you know, show up not show after show, but you know, you're playing you want to play good, consistent shows and and just, you know, do your best up there like It was tough for me going from the back to the front, but I got used to kind of being in the front a little bit now. And, and, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's tough. I get, I still get nervous going up there and stuff like that, but you just go up there and do what you do. And people, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they'll be, they'll be straight up. Yeah.
0: Is that a difficult thing? Because like I said, you're behind the drum kit. So you're kind of like, you know, sheltered back there from everything and everybody else to being up there with nothing yeah. but a microphone, no bigger than the size of your hand. And you know, everybody's right. focused on you now. So I mean, besides just, you know, the singing part of it and the stage presence, was that something that really took a lot of you use- to get used to? you still like, you know, trying to work it out.
2: Um, no, I'm definitely still trying to work it out. Like it's, it, you get used to it a little bit, but I haven't done a show in a while so it'll be tough to go back up there and just like kind of try and command the crowd you know like I was like you said I was, I was in the back and to move to the front it's it's tough I think it is I have a I have a whole new respect for singers like to go up there and do this like it's it's not easy it's not sure, easy I, to go up yeah it's not easy to go up there and just command a crowd and put on a good performance you know everybody's okay. eyes are on you <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's definitely. Hard. I always say, you know, you've got there's great singers out there who have the most amazing voices in the world, but the horrible front men. And then you got front men that can't sing for shit, but they know how to command an audience and a crowd. You know, and to mix them both right. together is a real, real hard thing to do. And when you get those rare singers, you know, you can really <clears throat> appreciate what they're doing, especially when you're a singer yourself.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough, man. I, I'm i still watching, you know, I, I watch bands and I watch the front men and see what, you know, I'm still taking notes in my head to try and better my game and it's it's hard it's a hard thing to do you know i was always in the back like (laughs) you know i didn't have to worry about that
0: yeah how'd you get promoted to (laughs) sing what made you want to take over the vocal role of the band well uh i did a demo
2: back in like 2006 with a local band called phantom armada they asked me to fill in on the drums i did the drums on that and then I asked them, "Hey, do you or ha- well, who's gonna do your vocals? Like, 'Cause they've been a local band. It was only a couple guys putting putting together the the demo, and um, they're like, nobody. I was like, well, do you mind if I try? And they're like, yeah, go for it. And they liked what I did. So that was in 2006. So I always just like kind of like tried to sing. You know, you're always singing the records and stuff in the car and shit like that. And and uh, I've always wanted to do this project. So I knew I wanted to kinda of sing and I hate looking for people that I like, not saying that I'm a badass vocalist or anything, but I just wanted to do something that I knew how to do and I was gonna do it my style. So I yeah. just tried it and everybody liked it, so it was cool. And hey, then the, the band member the band members that I that I worked with they heard they knew about the Phantom Armada thing and they've heard it and they you know they liked that I was gonna do the vocals too and So it all worked out.
0: Do you feel it's important, like when there's like yourself, you know, you're you're a key member of the band. Is it important to kind of take over certain roles in the band to keep things consistent? It's not like a way of isolating other members, but I think when one guy kind of like you know guides the ship, things seem to work out a lot better.
2: Well, um, no, I think we 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 do it on teamwork. Kelsey does a lot of the business; she handles all the booking and talking to everybody like and we kind of just sit back and watch we you know we all she tells us we'll we'll go back and tell her or sometimes people contact me and you know we all just share share each other's interests and see because not one person can just do this when everybody has different schedules and and different lives and and you know you got to work with everybody and make sure it's 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 worth it for everybody and that's how we work. We
0: work, we work as a team you know, now were just You were just saying you're back from Japan with Excel How did you hook up with those guys? Old school guys from the early 80s One of the earlier Thresh, you know, crossover <laughs> type of bands That came out of Venice, California back in the day I mean, they're back at it, they're active again How did you hook up with them?
2: Well, funny story I was just kind of sitting on the couch On a Saturday or Sunday morning And uh, I got a text from my good friend Carlos uh, Cruz from Moorbringer. And he yeah. said, uh, yo, he said, uh, yo, um, you Excel's looking for a drummer. You mind if I sh- uh, give him your contact or the the manager? And I said, and I looked at this text, like, what the fuck? I'm like, hell yeah. Like, go ahead and give him my contact, dude. <laughs> and, um, he told me to call him. So I called him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you mind if I give him your contact? And I'm like, yeah, um yeah, go ahead. I told him, go ahead. He's like, yeah, I'm too, he was too busy with Warbringer. I think they were writing their new record and stuff like that. And they had dates to fill and, and he was too busy. So he sent me the, he sent me the contact and uh, they got in contact with me and uh, asked me to learn a couple of songs. They checked out, uh, you know, Fuel By Fire and stuff like that and thought that I could do it. So I did a set up a jam session with the guys and they liked what I do and, uh, that's how it how it happened. Their manager hit me up, and I just went and jammed a few songs with them.
0: Man, that's great. And and like I said, you're in Japan. Japan seems to be like a great market for metal. I mean, is it really? You know, is it pretty good over there?
2: Oh yeah, <clears throat>
0: it's a it's
2: a really good uh country for metal, dude. They love it out there. They're hungry, um, especially like. Well, with Excel, they've been waiting for these guys for 25 years, you know, to yeah. go over there to Japan. So it's totally different from a new band like Blade Killer going there for the first time. But it's funny because I have a I have a I have a good friend over there, Mickey. He runs the Rockstack Records, and he told me he, that he got the record from distribution and sent it to uh, a bunch of people, and he said he sold out in like. Like the first day or first two days, and I was—I didn't even know the record was going, going to be out there in Japan. So that—that was cool. He asked—he actually asked us to do the pre-fest of his True Thrash festival that he does in February. Yeah. Um, but it was—but it was just too too late of a notice, and uh, and um, you know, we're all very busy, and and we just—it was kind of expensive for us, and we just, we just couldn't do it, and it was just for the pre-fest, so. We're just we're gonna actually work for twenty twenty to actually go out there and do the festival for twenty twenty. So we're working on that. Uh that'll but, be great. Uh, yeah, those, yeah, man, but Japan they, those guys are those guys are hungry, man. They love metal. You'll see you'll see business dudes like roll up out of work and they're like in their suit with a briefcase to the show and they're just like there like enjoying the show and drinking beer, like everybody's just like, you know, a family over there.
0: That's nice, man. You know, it's like that in South America. It's like that in a lot of places in Europe. We kind of lost that here, yeah. and hopefully it'll, it'll come back again, and it'll, and it'll be pretty cool. But, cause I'm not gonna keep you, man. I know you're exhausted, and and it's a Sunday afternoon. But what do you guys got planned for this year? I mean, it's 2019. It's just getting started. Anything lined up with Blake Killer for this year, or are you, are you working anything for this year?
2: Uh, yeah, in April, um, I think like April 13th or something like that. We're going to Austin, Texas, to play the Hell's Heroes. Is it Hell's Heroes? I think festival. Um, yeah, we're going over there to do that. That's what we have right now. We're working on a we're working on a show probably early February, or later this month, um, here local in LA, just to kind of welcome in the record again and just uh, you know play a show. We haven't played a show in a bit, so. We're working on that, so we'll be keeping everybody updated on our, you know, Instagram, Facebook, things like that.
0: That's great. The album's out right now. People can pick it up at almost any outlet that sells records. You guys did an amazing job on this record, yeah. Carlos. And I'm looking forward to more stuff from you guys. I-, I can't wait. Hopefully, I'll be able to catch you guys live one day. that would be a thrill.
2: Thank you, man. I really appreciate all the kind words, man. Uh, uh, thank you for the support. And uh, this was cool. This was cool. My pleasure sure. Go get
0: some rest <laughs> You need a good night's sleep All right Thank you, Thank, golly. you Mike. Thank you Thank you Bye bye You yeah, have a good one man All right Let's play some Blade Kill I keep him on longer But the guy who just spent The month in Japan At a show last night Let him go get some rest Here you go In the arms of the devil Okay, back-to-back back Blade Killer, Midnight Center. love those guys. Pick up the record, they did a great job on it. I didn't know they had worked on it or recorded it a few years ago, so uh actually sounds pretty good. All right, we're going to get back to the leather in a little bit. I was just bouncing around Blabbermouth uh, today, I haven't really checked things out in a while, and I saw that uh, some ex-members of Freelance Comet are uh, forming a band called Return of the Comet. I mean, things like this are the things that irritate me about music and, and kind of piss me off is when... Bands reunite without the key members or the members of... I mean, Ace Frehley's comics was Ace Frehley's band. You know, Ace Frehley's out there performing all those songs now, as well as Kiss songs and songs off of his newer solo records. Why do we need ex members? I mean, John and Todd were probably two of the two of the more key members in the band. John Regan was actually with the band from start to finish, the bass player. Todd was in there for maybe a year or two, Richie Scollar a year. I think the drummer might have been in there a year. Do we really need a band going out there doing Ace Freely songs when Ace Freely is out there doing those same songs and it was his band? I mean I mean I think the little great guys uh Todd and uh, John started Four by Fate a couple of years ago. They put out a really great record. They're a solid rock actor, man. You know, and I love what they're doing. But do we really need to have ex-members of Freely's Comets going out there doing ace Really songs i don't think so it's things like this that piss me off the same i say with right five you know there's no original members in that band the guitar play mike was in the band towards the end i mean, I mean he was with the band for quite a bit of time but he wasn't an original member a or key member of the band and but they're out there playing on the right five things like that just bother me i mean start up something new don't try to live off the name that was you know, known in the past or re- change the name around like they did Return to Comet, Riot 5. Start a new band, write new music. Bands don't want to do that today because nobody will book them. They won't make any money. They go out and play on the Riot 5. All these festivals book them thinking they're getting Riot. You know? uh, but Mark Reale is dead. He's been dead for a long time, and he was the only key member of the band. The two best singers that they had in the band in the early years are both gone and dead. I mean, you know, move on. Bands don't want to move on. They just try to capitalize on every fucking little million dollar that they can make. Uh, I don't know. It just irritates me, I guess. Sorry for that little rant, but just, you know, things like that piss me off. All right, let's get back to the music. We were playing, uh, who were we playing? We were playing some Leather Leone. Leather came back after decades with her next solo record, Leather 2. We started Annabelle, and we kind of cut it off to get the interview going with Carlo. So let's get back to that. Or for Leather 2, here's Annabelle. About a band that could do no wrong musically in my eyes since reuniting back in 2011 with that classic lineup, that's Satan. My God. Crew Magic, another solid record from the band. Adam by Adam, A Life Sentence, the two previous records were also solid. Saw them in Brooklyn the first time they came here to New York. They just blew me away, man. They sounded unbelievable live. I believe they're actually coming back to the U.S. again this year. So if they're in the New York area, that's one show I definitely don't want to miss. Absolutely love these guys. Such a big fan going back to the day. I was so happy when that classic lineup reunited. More importantly, they've been able to keep it together now for seven or eight years. Uh, you know, pretty drama free, which is always a good thing. All right, right before that, Fifth Angel with Fatima, the third wish record. Love it. One of my favorite albums of the year. I don't really consider it to be like a classic Fifth Angel record. It doesn't have any of that early Fifth Angel sound to it. Not off the first two records, in my opinion. But it's a great metal record. You got to take these things for what they are sometimes. You know, you do have quite a few members of uh, the original Fifth Angel in there. It just doesn't have the same singer. Uh, But Mark does a great job. The album sounds uh, incredible. Pick it up if you can. And before that... We did My Girl Leather of the Leather 2 record with Annabelle. we got about a half hour left. Enough time to get on a few more songs before we kind of close it up here today. Next Sunday night, who do we have on the show? I actually have to get a new calendar. I still have my old 2018 calendar here on the studio desk. Ah, we got Eric Moore. We're going old school next week. Eric Moore from The Gods. That should be fun. Eric has been in this business for a long time. Uh, I believe The Gods have new music coming out on RFL Records this year. We'll talk to Eric about that. I'm sure this guy has got a lot of great stories, especially from back in the '70s. So tune in next week for that show. It should be a good one. All right, let's pick up where we kind of left off. Almost all the show, almost all the songs we're playing tonight were from my favorite records of 2018. We opened up with Blessed Death. You know, we, you know, it is a classic '80s show, so we kind of have to play one old song on the show just to keep it in that vein with Into the Ovens. Uh, but everything else tonight are from albums that I really loved that came out last year. So let's see what we can do for everybody right now. We'll do another set and then maybe one more tune, and we'll we'll kind of wrap it up. Thrust, another killer band. I was lucky enough to see them in Brooklyn at the Rage of Armageddon festival. Even though that festival was a nightmare, everything ran so late. It was <laughs> I missed half the bands. I wanted to have to go back out to the car to take naps in between because it was such ga- long gaps in between the bands coming on and the setups. It was just Horribly run this year, and I don't think I'll be going back if they have another one, to be honest with you. All right, off the new thrust record, end of time. My Boys in Anger as Odd, that's off the Fastest Fuck record, the band's first live album. They also included a couple of brand new studio tracks to give you a little taste of what's to come in 2019. Uh, the band is 15 years old this year. It's amazing how fast these things go. And we're looking to do something big this summer to celebrate that, as well as working on the next full-length studio record, which we might actually get this year. You never know. Could actually in 2020. But I'm looking forward to, like always, Steve and the guys always put out quality products. So pick up the record, support the band. We're going to wrap it up here today. I want to thank our guest, Carlos Gutierrez from Blade Killer. It's kind of nice having just one guest on each week. You know, uh, we usually have two to three, and you kind of got to brush through the interview. So having one on gives you a little bit more time to talk if you want. Carlos was kind of wiped out. You know, he uh, was busy the last few weeks. Uh, But next week, Eric Moore from Stars. Don't forget to tune in. It'll be a great show. Let's close it out tonight with the last track of the last album from 2018. Well, not officially in chronological order, but on the show anyway. Seven Sisters, Part in the Mist. Take care, everybody. I'll see you next Sunday night. No, start with Lowe's, because Lowe's makes it easy to save big on building materials to finish any job. Need to stock up on water heaters? Save 5% on select A.O. Smith water heaters when you buy three or more of the same model. Plus, save 5% on eligible purchases every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. So, pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. While supplies last, credit offers subject to credit approval can't
2: be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply, U.S. only.